So uh, I was dismantling the studio the other day because, you know, I quit after episode 300 and I realized that I've never actually done a full episode uh, devoted to talking about local gems and rocks. I was like, man, how could I have done eight years of a show, nearly 300 episodes, and then still pretend that I got the 300 without talking about local gems and rocks? That feels bullshit. So I said, all right. So I took everything out of the boxes, plugged it back in and went, all right, I'm going to have Lars over and we're going to talk about gems and rocks. So, um. Now we're going to do it. It's going to happen. We're going to talk about it. Then I can finally quit the show, and it's going to be perfect. Episode 300 in the books. Uh, hi, Lars. Hi. How's it going? Uh, good. That was my intro about me pretending to get to episode 300. Which <laughs> Congratulations. I think we're on episode 300. This might be 300M right now. <laughs> All right. JKL. Yeah, somewhere around there. Sweet. Yeah, it's it's dumb. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> if anything, I'm, I'm a stick to kind of guy. Uh-huh. It's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. So, you are Lars Johnson. At last. Yes, I that, am. That is your name. Author. Author. Two books. Uh, Rock County, Oregon, and Rock County, Washington. Now, you'll notice those are two states next to each other. Very good. They're pretty close to each yeah, other. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with your choices. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're like, a, you're like a rock guy. Like, you... Look at rocks and take pictures of them, write books about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also work at a, a local jewelry and rock store, uh, and uh, the Gold Door, and it, uh, that's that's my official title. It's the rock guy. It says it on my card. Oh, does it actually say just yeah. equal? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually the only person with a title at, at work. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm a rock guy. Rock guy, uh, rocking it at the Gold Door in Portland, mm-hmm. which, by the way, people, I recommend go there. There's lots of stuff that I can't afford. It's Not that it's overpriced. I just, I have no money. You yeah. have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool. And, and it's the super cool stuff, of yeah. course. Yeah. Not cheap. And it's like <laughs> big, jebby things and tiny little crystal skulls, which mm-hmm. are adorable, but I probably could afford, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a lot of useless crap. This is my useless crap shelf right oh, here yeah. with uh, random, random rocks and things. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah, no, we uh, we specialize in uh, useless crap. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I, I, I hesitate to call it useless because we we all like it so much. But uh, yeah, I don't really need a giant brass Ganesh statue. I don't really need that. But yeah, I, but I have one. But yeah, but it's it would be rad. <laughs> I, you know, I would love a Ganesh statue in here. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I don't know how to talk to people. It, here's here's a weird thing about doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like I've known you for I don't know, like three years now. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh, how the, how the hell do I talk to you? I've already known you for this long. It's really it's like really awkward. It's not awkward, but it's like, all right, now I gotta somehow be a professional near the guy that I get drunk and talk about dumb shit with all the time. Yeah, I had the same thought coming in too. Like, how how does this work? And do I just uh, in in rock news today? Amethyst up and emeralds yeah. are down. Yeah, um. in, in brand new rock news. Uh, there's, I mean, I guess some are still getting made. Uh, all right, let's do this. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a professional interviewer. Okay. How did, how'd you get into this? Do you, have, do you have like an origin story? Did oh you yeah, get bit by oh, radioactive yeah, definitely, rock. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, I guess it started off with uh, the explosion of Mount St. Helens. Uh, my, my parents were. I was just born. Um, I was about to turn a year old when that happened, and my parents were coming down to. Uh, the Clackamas, Damascus area to uh, show off the new baby to my aunt and uncle. And uh, they, the, the mountain had been smoking for several months, and they went to an observation spot to see it smoke, and as they drove away, uh, it exploded. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Cool. Um, and, yeah, I don't, I don't come from a lot of people who were into rocks, I guess, to the level that I might be... Uh, uh, they they come from rock hounds, you know. Like grandpa was a rock hound, or their uncle was a lapidary, or or whatnot. Yeah, but I, I didn't really have that. Um, so my parents kind of like to say a mountain blasted a little bit of rock hound into me. Um, but my parents, uh, my my mother, in fact, uh, 
is the one who showed me my first agate uh, on a beach that my grandma lives on in uh, northern Washington. And since that day, I just wanted to pick up every agate since then. That's right. I was joking about being bitten by radioactive uh, rock, but I mean, honestly, <laughs> that is a superhero origin story. Yeah. At, at, at nearly yeah, a year I, old, you were exposed to the rays of an exploding volcano. Yeah, and again, that's... yeah. I, I, was, I was right there. And we were close enough. Um, I don't know what the mileage is, but if you were, they say if you're within a certain amount of miles of the explosion, you really couldn't hear it, which my, my parents didn't. Uh, they just had cops driving up the other way of the road and tell them to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I I was not old enough. I know. I don't even think I was born. when That was 1980, right? 1980. May, gosh, 18th. Okay, yeah. So I wasn't even born yet. I was, I was, I was, I was in utero, literally. Okay. So <laughs> I was, and also about as far away in the country as you can get on the East Coast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, yeah. I'm skipped you. Yeah. Though I did, I was, uh, I haven't talked about this in forever. I was a harbinger of doom for the Pacific Northwest. So when I first moved out here, before I moved out here, the first time I flew out here was the first time St. Helens had some smoke coming out of it in like 15 years or something. Uh Mm -hmm. And then the second time I flew out was the second time in whatever year. And then when I moved here, same thing happened. It was three in a row. I went, maybe I shouldn't move here but absolutely nothing happened it was just a wisp of smoke back in you know 04 or something smoking again for a minute yeah yeah that's interesting I was worried I I was like oh no this might be this might be all the entire like also way to listen to the fucking universe Alex (laughs) (laughs) you know the 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 Melvins had a similar thing when they were on tour uh gosh I forget which one happened first it was Japan or New Zealand but they were playing a show on those days that uh, those two countries had those massive earthquakes oh, really? a few years back. Yeah, yeah. They, like, landed in Japan. They were supposed to play that night, and the whole whole thing fell apart. And then the same thing happened to them in New Zealand, I think. Uh, the drummer got his hand cut by something falling on him. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, then, yeah, the harbingers of massive earthquakes. Yeah. The Melvins are so heavy, they, they bring countries down. What, what I love about that story, one, that's just an interesting story, but two, I, I asked the crowd, uh, the Alex Cast listening audience, mm-hmm. uh, I said, hey, I'm having a local rock gem guy come on, what should I ask him? And I got a few responses, one of which was, uh, ask him why he loves the Melvin so much, <laughs> <laughs> which was Micah. But, oh, yeah. It's, um, <laughs> and uh, Micah kind of rock, so this, oh, is, yeah. all, no, this, is, I, all, this is all coming in a circle. Micah's one of my good Melvin's buddies. <laughs> um, yeah, I just... I've, it was one of those those situations of uh, you're a young teenager. I think I was like 11 or 12, almost a teenager. Uh, and one of those rare moments, you're at a, like a, what were they called? The like Camelot Music, the CD stores they had at yeah. the mall. Um, and I think I was wearing a Nirvana shirt or something. And some guy was like, well, if you like Nirvana, you got to listen to the Melvins, dummy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I saw them for the first time when I was 13 and... Gosh, I've seen those guys. I, I see Melvin shows kind of like some people see fish shows. I think I've seen the Melvins probably close to 40 times. Oh, for real? Yeah. Damn. A lot. I, I don't go on tour with them, but yeah, I've seen them quite a few times. And they mostly what I have in my car when I'm driving around. And I actually I actually thank them in both of my books, uh, them and uh, Big Business. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That's mostly what I drive around finding rocks to. Yeah, it's too funny. I just, I, I had the, like, I was, I went back to the Facebook notes and I copy pasted them. I'm like, I'm not going to ask him about the fucking Melvins. <laughs> and then, yeah. then it comes up. I'm like, oh, it's too beautiful. Yeah, leave that to me to bring up the Melvins. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I hear you. Actually, it's funny. That's that's how I heard, I, I'm not a big Melvins fan. I mean, I enjoy their music back when I heard it, but uh, mm-hmm. that's how I was introduced to them as well was uh, some older kid in high school uh, just basically said, oh, you like Nirvana, you should listen to the Melvins. They're mm-hmm. like Nirvana, but better. I went, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to that. I'm like, yeah, these guys are pretty yeah. good. And then, you yeah, know, just... I love Nirvana, but they truly are a bastardized pop version of the Melvins. Yeah, my my problem uh, in, in that order, it's like I have order of operations issues. So, like, if I hear Nirvana first, it doesn't matter. To go if I go backwards to like they could steal everything. If mm-hmm. I go backwards and listen to the original stuff in quotes, it's still in my head. Nirvana is the original stuff, just because I can't. I can't like differentiate that's, that. Yeah, that's what. You, yeah, yeah. No, I see that. I still like both of them. Yeah, I still like Nirvana too. I went back and listened to them somewhat recently in just a 
oh, this is not going to age well. But it's like, no, actually, it's pretty. Like, it's, honestly, it's still, no, it still it's, sounds it's, pretty it's, decent. It's, it's good. I, yeah, I still play Bleach a lot and Incesticide. That's yeah, I stuff. did the, what, what was, it smells like Teen Spirit. What was, what was the name of that album? That was, oh, jeez. Um, I can't believe it. Or whatever, that, that, yeah. The one with the baby on it. That was the one I went back Never to. Mind. Never mind. Never mind, that's right. Yeah, yeah. 14-year-old <laughs> me just slapped me. Oh, yeah, no, that was, that was a horrible... One time I forgot my middle name for a minute. <laughs> I was just, it was one of those conversations. I was like, what's your middle name? I'm like, ah. Oh. Wait, what is it? And, you know, it's like, I would have thought of it, but then like that panic sets in and it's like, how did I forget my middle name? And anytime I forget something like, never mind, where it's like, I've listened to that know. album 6,000 times. I mean, it was 20 something years ago, but still yeah. like that is yeah, burned in my memory. <laughs> All right. So first book is Rock Hounding Oregon. Um, two questions for mm-hmm. you. And probably more than two questions, but here's the first one. How do you pronounce the name of the state we live in? Oregon. All right, you say it that way. All right. There's there's this running debate. See, Oregon, with the long O, completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Understood. But there's this weird thing where people from this state, where I keep saying it that way, will say these sentences. It's not Oregon. It's Oregon. Mm-hmm. And and then they go, that's how you say it. And then other people will go, it's not Oregon. It's Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's like we, there's two different Oregon. people pronouncing it slightly different, claiming that it's the pronunciation. It's one of those like, I'm not from here, so I can't actually take a side, yeah. but it's awkward for me. I don't, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like even the, the origin of our, our state name is like kind of unknown. That's what it, I read. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. It's got some, some maybe origins, but yeah, it wasn't like a dude. Yeah. I think Idaho, no, is it Idaho? It's one of those states that starts and ends in the vowel, uh, uh, they are all confusing to me because yeah. I grew up in the East Coast. I don't know what most of the states over here are like, but uh, it's one of those states that like the apparently it was like some guy misheard like a native person, and oh, like yeah. the native person was basically saying like I don't know mountain or something like the, oh, the, yeah. like the native guy was just being a dick. This guy misheard him, um, <laughs> wrote the thing down, oh, and yeah. now we got a state that's like doesn't mean shit. There's a um, an area in southeastern Oregon that's great for rock counting, um, uh, legendary if, if you will. Um, but it's uh, the whole area is called the Owyhees, and there's an uh, an Owyhee River and an Owyhee Dam and Owyhee everything. Um, and I always kind of wondered what where that name came from. It's kind of a weird name. And I also really like to stop by all the the uh, something happened here signs. The uh, oh yeah signs on the side of the road. I, I try to stop at them. Usually it's a bunch of Native Americans got killed here. Um, that's probably more than half of them. Uh, but I did find one uh, that was explaining the origin of Owyhee. Uh, apparently, uh, some of the settlers uh, that were out in the area, they, they hadn't really gone into that area. And I, th- I think the, the Paiute were there. And uh, they had two guys from Hawaii that were oh, no visiting. Way. And they yeah. sent them in to go check it out. Uh, apparently, they got killed. Yeah. And... Uh, Owyhee is a massive mispronunciation mispronunciation of Hawaii. I was, dude, when you said that, I'm like, that sounds like a Hawaiian word. Or it's like, so, oh, it's, that's funny. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's guys couldn't say it right. <laughs> <That's fucking> fantastic. <laughs> so now we have the Owyhees, which is named after Hawaii. Oh, that's too fun. The weirdest thing. Yeah, I'm. I, I mean, I'm not. I, you know, obviously not a big fan of genocide. I'll, I'm willing to go on record for that. But like, I am a fan yeah. of like. Like us getting it completely wrong when we tra- like transliterated the names, oh, yeah. just like you know. Also, uh, yeah, the uh, I, I thought it was going to be some native word for for something. Uh, no, it's yeah, it's white guys couldn't say something right. <laughs> it was those Owyhans. Oh, that's too fucking funny. <laughs> what shows them? There's another culture that we that we <laughs> completely destroyed. I mean, I guess they were nice enough to name the area after. <laughs> <laughs> Rock Hunting Oregon, uh, first book. How do, how do you get a book? Like, how, I mean, even as someone that's written a book, but mine was easy because I just self-published it. But, like, yeah. how do you, like, how did you become, like, a guy that wrote a book that's, like, be, you know, put out by a place, a publishing company, and a, I, you did the thing. You did the proper I, thing. I, I've, I've always had, you know, a lot of stupid luck in the rock world, just stumbling upon things and whatnot. Um, but it's, uh, so I, at the time when I, I started the book or got the offer for the book I was working at a a, a rock shop downtown it's in the mall it was weird 
Um, being in a mall all day. Uh, oh, yes, I know the one you're talking about. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. not in the mall anymore. No. I'm assuming we're not saying the name, but yes, I know the one oh, you're it, speaking it's, of. It's the Fossil Cartel. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, just, yeah. Yeah, I was uh, just going with you. I was trying uh, to pick up yeah. a lead. <laughs> uh, great shop, but yeah, it was weird being in the mall. Um, so while I worked there, I was running my own uh, website. It was called LarsRocks.com, and uh, it was mostly a place. I Bookmarks don't work well for me on navigating the web. So I just decided to make my own website so I could have all this rock information in one spot. Oh, okay. And so if I had to do with a state, I would. I had certain pages for states, countries. I wrote a lot about um, uh, my own adventures, and I would write directions and what to do and how to get there. And then uh, at the same time, working for the Fossil Cartel, I was also doing uh, some blog writing for them, um, mostly my... My sister Kelly and I and our Rock County Adventures, uh, and the the gosh they were their National Book Network now they were Globe Pequa they uh, they had somehow found my writings and uh, sent me an email and seeing this email uh, at the time I had a friend um, who was very good at writing or creating very official looking fake emails <laughs> and so i assumed it was him and my response was go fuck yourself jeremy i never heard back from my friend and about a week later i got a phone call from uh the editor-in-chief of globe qua and um yeah he he <laughs> thought it was quite funny that's awesome <laughs> i don't yeah. know who jeremy is but um no we we really want you to do this uh, and then yeah Sent in some sample writing and uh, signed a contract and, and spent about a about a year and a half on the road. Oh, that's crazy! So you just went around taking pictures of the of your your hounding spots. Yeah, um, and at that time, I definitely had quite a few places I'd been to in the state. I'd been hounding here for many years, but uh, definitely to fill a book of two hundred fifty to three hundred pages. It was a lot of uh, exploring and yeah. uh, trying to find new things and, uh, uh, gosh, you know, loose lips on the internet. Uh, those are uh, sometimes my saving grace. Yeah. <laughs> People will be like, I found this agate in this river. And I'm like, oh, I haven't been to that river yet. Um, I do pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah that's cool. <laughs> how does that work, like, um, property-wise? Like, how do, I mean, this is probably a dumb question, but oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't leave. I'm an indoor kid. So mm-hmm. there's like, like, how do you, how do you know, like no, where a, you're that's, allowed that's to go? That's a great yeah. question. Um, so in the Northwest, we have a lot of BLM land and technically this BLM land belongs to us, the people. Um, some timber companies can take access of land and restrict road usage. Um, I had this problem in Washington a lot more than in Oregon, but, um, There'd be great rivers, and uh, uh, Google Earth is something I use a lot. Um, if I know a river is a a producer of whatever I'm looking for, agates, jasper, petrified wood, I'll follow the river and follow the roads and look for gravel bars that are in the river, and they, they tend to be in the same places. And then, yeah, you find where find a spot you can park near the river and get to that spot. And I was reaching a lot that you would drive 30 miles into the woods and then hit a giant fence that says get the hell out of here this is this timberland um washington it's mostly warehouser here we've got various timber companies tying a few things up um so you can't get into there but anywhere there's public access which is blm land um some state parks you're allowed to rock hound in some you're not kind of depends on the state park yeah i ran into that a lot um, I've heard that you're not supposed to rock hound in state parks, but then I call the state park and talk to the top guy, and he's just, like, almost hanging up on me. Like, why are you asking me such a stupid question? Just pick up a rock. I don't care. <laughs> Washington has private beaches, uh, which is I, – I grew up in Washington, and but I, I think I got kind of used to Oregon's beaches. And when I went back to Washington to, to do research and would find private beaches, can't go on them. Somebody owns it. Oh, yeah. Um, there was even public beaches where there would be very large signs basically saying, don't don't pick a goddamn thing up. 
and uh, rocks were always on that list. Yeah. Um, so yeah, rock counting Washington's beaches is a little difficult. Yeah, anywhere you can get public land. Um, if you can get to a river, you can get to some open areas. That's a uh, go for it. Yeah, that's crazy. So on your in your like early uh, adventures doing this, like what do you like? What's the how do I say like what's what's I don't want to say like what was your first time, but like what was, okay, like, let's say like what was your first time discovering a spot? Like how does that go? How does that happen? That. I don't know fuck all about finding, any of this. <laughs> finding the spots, um, a lot of research, and then over the years you get experience and what to look for. And sometimes it's just looking for the telltale signs, being in, in the right area and looking for, you see a, a talus hill, like a, a bunch of rocks rolling down a hill. Go check it out, um, especially if you're in certain areas. Uh, like I said, following Google Earth and looking at uh, rivers and making sure where you can meet that river and yeah. get to a gravel bar. I've I found some great spots that way. Um, you know, they're long trips, but you it's got the it's got the road and got the river and there's spots and you're like, I bet I can access the river right there. And it's I've discovered a few like that. Now, how um, do you know? Like, I, I guess I mean, like, how do you know? Or is it just word of mouth? Like that something's gonna be there. No, obviously there's well, no guarantee, but like uh, that's a yeah. worthwhile. You know, um, like, is there like a oh, well, this kind of mountain produces a blue. Well, know? our mountains have a lot of uh, there's you know a lot of volcanic activity and you know, all the right setups, rhyolites and basalts. We have uh, excuse me for a <laughs> We have a we've got a good setup here in the northwest for. Uh, jasper and agate and opal and petrified wood um, and there's certain certain areas that you can just kind of go by people have been hounding that area for years and yeah. kind of look I, I I can't say it enough to people um, you can go to like the sites in my book and you you can find something there maybe you won't find something there sometimes they're picked over by the time you might make it there um, but I can't say it enough go explore Get away from where I put my ex, because um, I'll tell you I've got some some great secret spots and yeah. some some places I send people right to it. Um, but you don't really see that small trail that's shooting up off uh, off of somewhere, and you know that's my spot. So yeah, uh, look around, uh, explore the area. If, if there's something going on, it's likely elsewhere in those hills you might find the same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds effortful, which is what, what turns me off, is I'm intrinsically lazy, man. So, I mean, good idea. That sounds oh, yeah. awesome and romantic and wonderful, it, but, like, boy, that's... It's, that's, that's it's fun. Um, it's exploring. It, yeah. it can get hmm, tedious at times, but then there's definitely spots, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll send people. It'll, I guarantee you'll find something there. Yeah. Um, some spots, you know, you could, you could show up too late in the season, and it's been picked over. Oh, is there a season? Oh, yeah, there's definitely seasons. Um, you know, you want to watch uh, uh, the rainy seasons with... Uh, oh, of the, course, because the, the river rises, rises yep. sends new shit down. Oh, God, yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm if, like, you, if you don't <laughs> have... Yeah, if you don't have rain for a while, those those rivers can get picked over pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, my favorite time to be at the beach is when nobody's at the beach. And it's winter, and it's raining sideways, and it's stormy, but uh, the storms tend to pull off the sand uh exposing more rock um in the summertime when it's nice weather uh there tends to be a lot more sand yeah um which is i'm, I'm not there for sand no sand hounding would be very easy yeah like i i could do that like i know where to find sand <laughs> i know people that do that they collect sand but for real yeah yeah different different sands from different spots well, i've, I've brought yeah. people sand before I guess that makes sense. So there's like black sand and that mm -hmm. super white sand that's made oh, yeah. from fish shit. Yeah, there's yeah. sand with garnets in it. And yeah, yeah. There's sand with garnet in it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's there's this, there's a place in Washington. It's called Ruby Beach. Um, there's a lot of places. If you, if you ever see something like a Ruby Lake or a Ruby River or Ruby Creek or Ruby Beach, it's likely there's garnets there. <laughs> um, yeah. The any long time ago, anything red was. A, Ruby. Oh, for real? Is that is that where that happened? Yeah, yeah. yeah see red rocks and they're like, oh, they're like rubies. So we'll call it that. Oh, that's crazy. I mean, um, it's not crazy. It's yeah, old timey. That's what, most it, of the time it's garnet. Same with like native words, where it's just like ah, I don't know what they're saying. We're just writing some crazy yeah. shit down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's red. It's ruby. Close enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So what's a, 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 do you have any like cool like uh, uh, I should have asked you this before the show because it's gonna be really disappointing if the answer is no. But <laughs> do you, have you ever found anything that's like holy fuck? I have. Um, I've I've found some things that, that were holy fuck to me that just were interesting and cool or big. Um, I think probably one of the best things I've ever found was a. Um, so there's this area that's known for its uh, agatized uh, limb cast. And what a limb cast is, so most people know what petrified wood is. Uh, there was a tree, it fell over, it gets covered by ash, um, and then uh, silica, silica-rich uh, solutions replace the wood, um, and that's how it, it turns into a rock, and that's how you still have the, the rings inside. It's the cellular replacement. Yeah. Um, so what a limb cast is, you got the tree, it fell over, got covered by ash, but that tree uh, was on fire uh, either before or the ash was hot enough to set it on fire. It burns, it disintegrates, then there's a cast left over. And then agate usually, sometimes jasper, sometimes opal, uh, comes in and fills up that void. And uh, so later you, they're like giant agates that are round limbs. They look like trees. They've oh, got that's the, really got cool. The, the bark yeah. on it. Um, I really like the ones that still have like knots on them. They're not usually super big, but there's some large ones out there. Um, my f- biggest one I found was probably nine pounds. It was in the middle of the road. That's another story. Um, but yeah, I'm at a site uh, for these agate limb casts and they're they're just like agate sticks lying all over the place so you're looking for that and i found i found a, a an agate kind of a nodule a round little thing and it had this little little nub coming off of it and it's like this is something this isn't the usual thing i find around here it's a different shape it looked like a seed something so i continued my day um I think the next day or two later, I, I went back into town, which is uh, near Prineville. Uh, there, there was a rock shop there called Elkins, Elkins Rock Shop. Um, a woman named Judy worked there. Her father uh, had started it, and he's an absolute legend in the rock world. He found a lot of sites uh, working in the Ocho Coast. Um, and I, I had been visiting this shop for years, always bringing things into Judy bring stuff in stuff i was so proud i found and she just scoff and be like oh yeah i got a pile of that on the back i got a bucket of that no stupid yeah yeah just old rock hounds seen everything but this day i bring this little nodule into her and she had just had back surgery and was on i don't know what they call them it's one of those special chairs that kind of levitates you in a way Except nope. for bad backs. Yeah, uh, no, I, yeah, I got what you're saying, but you're looking at the wrong guy to know the name for that <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that chair. Yeah. Bad back chair. Yeah. Bad back chair. She, was, she, yeah. was, she was on this, and I was like, check this out. What is this? Her eyes lit up. She leaped out of this chair, frantically ran into the back, grabbed this book she had. Um, what I had found was a, a, a agate walnut cast. So oh, a, for real? A walnut had disintegrated. Oh, that's and awesome. Agate came back in. And then second she said that, I was like, that is a walnut. Like, you can see it. Yeah. Um, she got very excited about it. I've, I've heard of pine cones coming out of the area. Um, and she had a couple, and I've, I've seen them before. They're, they're very rare, but I've seen them. Um, she said she had never seen um, a, a walnut come out of there. And I think later that week I was exploring... Somewhere in the northeast, or is heading that way, and there's the the Condon Museum. Uh, it's a, uh, a fossil museum uh, in central Oregon, kind of central northeast. Um, they had some carbonized walnut casts, so it was basically the same thing, but now made out of carbon. Yeah, um, and it was the exact same thing, the exact shape, the exact thing. And I had it in my pocket, and I happened to find the curator that day. Uh, he, he was asking for a donation <laughs> to the museum. It's definitely a, a museum piece, uh, but it, it had been fresh in my hand at that point. I think I had it in my pocket for three days. I was not ready to let it go, or 
or be displayed somewhere. Yeah. I think uh, I am now. Now I have to find it. I've misplaced it. I was about to ask you. you so it's uh, without being misplaced, but it's still in your possession. I, I, I know I have it. Yeah. <laughs> but I have a lot of things I put rocks into. And yeah, that's one of them. So what would, uh, one, that sounds awesome. I didn't know that existed. But what, like, could you sell that? And not to make this like financial, but is that like worth money or oh, yeah. is it like oh, a. Yeah. I could I could sell that. Somebody would buy that. Like, I, what I, does something like that go for? That I couldn't even tell you. I mean, right? are we talking thousands of dollars, tens of dollars, hundreds? I would think hundreds, maybe thousands. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. Because, I, again, I just. I don't know of anybody that has one. I've never seen one. Well, that's what I've I mean. Never, it's like idle. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody has that. Um, that's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, it's, I don't know, my father said once that something's only worth what you can get for it, but I think it's one of those things that could surprise you if I had put that up for sale and, you know, had, yeah. enough, had enough recognition at the right rock auction. Um, yeah, but it, it would bring bring something in. Yeah, I mean, not, not to yeah, think about money, it's just one of those, like, I'm always curious about that kind of, like, that aspect of it, of, like, oh, yeah. you're really just, you could have just pulled, like, Hey, look! I just pulled a thousand dollars out of the earth. Oh yeah, you know? and that happens all the time. I, just, uh. I see that happen every time I visit the sunstone mines. That's what they do. That's oh, for real? That's yeah. why they're there. They'll pop stone out and several thousand dollars. I've had sunstones, raw sunstones, in my hand that were probably going to sell for fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! And they're huge and beautiful and perfect. Um, that, that you found, or just not? The, I okay. have I have not found okay. those yeah. stones. I've I've found some some sunstones. Uh, some some good reds I, in the rough. They're worth, but it's it's hard to gauge. But probably a couple hundred bucks for for some of the bigger, nicer ones. Oh, that's and awesome. Then, and then once you have that cut and faceted, then the yeah, price yeah. goes up. I mean, you lose a lot of stone, but once something has some work done to it, it, it goes up in price. Now, what is a sunstone? No, I, I know. I, this is me being a oh. podcaster, but now oh, yeah, I feel like yeah, an yeah. idiot asking that way. <laughs> but because I live here, I know what those are. But like this is uh, this is uh, so multinational, <laughs> multi-state podcast. Yeah. So uh, here in Oregon, we have uh, uh, some. St- uh, we have a state gem. We have a state rock. We have a state fossil, and we recently just have uh, we have a twin state minerals. They're basically the same. Anyways, sunstone is our state gem. It is a type of feldspar. Uh, I have a plagioclase feldspar. It's in the labradorite family. Um, a lot of people are familiar with labradorite, but it's much different looking than what most people would think of labradorite. Um, there is a lot of this particular type of sunstone kind of around the world, definitely in North America. Um, you can find it in Idaho. You can find it in Utah. Um, I saw when I was in Tucson at the gem show this year, I saw a lot that was coming out of... Uh, Mexico now, but um, most of those are all clear, kind of a a champagne yellow color. Uh, Very nice, interesting. They cut nice, make beautiful stones. But the Oregon sunstone is unique because it has a a copper inclusion. Uh, And these copper inclusions, and it's on a molecular level, it's part per million. And depending how much copper part per million there is, determines the color of the stone and you it can be anywhere from kind of a peachy tone to d- deep dark reds there's uh kind of orangish um there's blue there's green kind of a teal color oh i didn't know it went that way yeah oh, that's cool i've never um, seen i've only seen like the kind of the reason you'd call it a sunstone mm-hmm, color mm-hmm. <laughs> that yeah, spectrum yeah, yeah most of them yeah. are, are the little yellow ones and those just dime a dozen you find them all over the place so everybody there's is digging for the the heavily included copper ones that yeah. have a lot of color in them. And the deeper and darker the color, the more valuable it is. And you've looked for these, like this is something you've you've. Oh yeah. Um, what I, do you like? How does that? I mean, is that like a a pickaxe or like what? Um, what do you do? Depends. <laughs> um, so I've I've been digging in that area for for many years, thirteen or fourteen years. Um, in fact, my uh, my wife and I got married at a sunstone mine. Um, uh, the the sunstone mine. I, I, there's a lot of mines in the area. Um, there is a public spot um, which you can you can dig in. Um, uh, you're not allowed to have power tools. That's one thing on digging on public land is you can't use power tools. Oh really? Bring a jackhammer right. in or or anything like that. You have to use hand tools. Um, you can dig there, and I've I've heard of people finding some good color 
in the public area, but it's a lot of work and a lot of luck. Um, or you can go to a mine where they kind of dig up the ground and you have quite a few options from them pouring a, a scoop full of a like, concentrated ore. They've got a, a machine that breaks down the rocks and gets all the small stuff down and, and they come and dump it out and then you screen and wash it and pick sunstones out of it. Um, you can also do a, uh, a belt run where you go to the processing plant and they have a, a big white belt and it's very much like, uh, kind of like I Love Lucy, but then that, that, that chocolate factory scene. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. And it, there's just rocks whipping by um, and you're trying to grab, when, when, they, when people freshly start there, they always say just grab the glass. Anything that looks like glass, grab it. Um, and that's the way it is. It looks like yellow glass till you know, some nice reds pop out. That's that's really nice. Um, yeah, they're just whipping by. It's uh, it's something to get used to. Uh, not only just the angle in which you have to stand, and me being very tall, I, I get a little achy after. It's it's an hour on it, and probably about after a half hour, I start yeah kind of complaining a little. Um, but you're so into it, you don't care. Um, the fun thing is sometimes it's kind of one of those optical illusions where you're, you're concentrating so hard on the moving belt that somehow it's, it's the belt stops moving and then it seems like everything else is moving. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, it's kind of fun. Um, and then also at these mines, uh, you can, I don't I think a few mines won't allow most people to do this anymore, but you use, I think it's OSHA kind of things, mining permits and fines. Um, you used to be able to just like dig in a pit. They would give you um, the, the mines, since they, they own the properties, they are allowed to use uh, power equipment. And uh, it's kind of fun using like a, a roto hammer, or something, this little jackhammer. Yeah. Breaks open all the decomposed basalt my sister and i did that for our 30th birthdays all right i did that um, when i was a kid once like somewhere on the east coast where we're, i forget what we we're looking uh -huh, for we went to uh -huh. one of those public mines and we weren't allowed to use the power tools but that that thing yeah, was yeah. fun as fuck for like a five-year-old or the hell i was oh yeah. yeah oh there's it's a lot of fun for kids um but yeah i used to be able to dig and just kind of do it i we found a lot of sunstones doing that but that wasn't our best best trip as so far that as, as far as fighting, it's a roll of the dice. Anytime you go go yeah. rock out, you can find nothing. I've I've done a belt run back to back with my brother. I had a great belt run, found lots of color, and my brother's wasn't that good. Yeah, and I don't know if it was worth the money he spent, but that's that's the roll of the dice. Now that that conveyor thing is like you just pay the mine like X number of dollars to stand in front of. It's a flat fee, and you get so if you like if you pull like some fucking oh, yeah. magnificent thing out you only paid the whatever yeah, 100 bucks you, you, to stand on a five thousand dollar stone pops out you only paid the 200 bucks no shit yeah um, oh that's crazy yeah. other mines yeah. see this is spectrum mine other mines um i think there's only other one other that's actually running like a a belt but i think they have the same rule for digging in their pit um you you keep anything that's yellow or light what you call shiller it's this layer of copper that's kind of coppery and kind of winks at you that's actually where the name schiller came from it's german for to wink um, oh there's some guy named schiller that was like really creepy <laughs> <laughs> right. um they those are free but at, at the mine if you find good red color you you pay a quarter of the wholesale price but if you which which is always in the rock world it's a, it's a lot of aesthetics and Things have to be clear, and they have to be cuttable, and the darker, more saturated color, the better. But say you pull out a stone that's, you know, $20,000 stone, you're still going to have to pay a few thousand dollars for it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Which seems, even at their, yeah. their, their wholesale price. Yeah, If you found a whopper of all whoppers, you're going to have to pay some money to get it out of there. If that pops out on you at uh, Spectrum Mine, that's yours. That's awesome. And that, I found some. <clears throat> great stuff there doing doing all their their um menu options as you will yeah they, they have a lot of ways to go about finding sunstones there 
it's been a great place for me. That's particularly why my wife and I got married there. It was a good place for us. We enjoy it. And I've, like I say, I've been going there for years and it's a little very far away, home, home away from Yeah. Me. No, that sounds rad as hell. Yeah. I mean, I would suck at it because I think I'd get overwhelmed and start freaking out. But that sounds really fun if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. But it's also just middle of nowhere. And yeah. I've learned very well, usually the hard way, as they do, uh, what to and not to do out in the desert. <laughs> yeah. And that is, you know, wander into the center of it with no water. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just, just bringing all the things you might need and yeah, being uh, prepared and having having food with you. The, the nearest town is, gosh, I think it's less than like, at 20 miles but you're driving 25 miles per hour on these yeah, no, it's, rickety roads yeah back ass you know, roads it's, yeah. it's a it's a, a three-hour trip to go into town to uh uh get some beer that you don't really want because you know that's a very small town <laughs> yeah um yeah there's not a lot of options there nearest city with like a safeway and it's wow, that's round trip that day if you had to run into town that's a four or five hour trip sometime. oh jesus yeah um so yeah middle of fucking nowhere middle uh, of nowhere bring bring everything yeah just everything you can half of it you won't need but i found being over prepared is much better than being under prepared uh vaguely related in the way my mind works but do you ever no, run-ins is the wrong term but do you have interaction with the uh first nations local uh, uh native american tribes around here um, in this world uh, not so much so oregon's got very few reservations um there's the, the warm springs area out near madras um basically you you, you don't rock hound in in reservations oh no totally it Um, just in my head it's like and this is so white colonial of me mm, i associate mm -hmm. like gems and rocks in america with native americans like there's like a wonder there's a correlation in my brain that yeah oh yeah (laughs) i mean yeah they're definitely in areas i've I've seen i've seen spots where you can tell there was a very old camp that was set up there there's obsidian shards and it's not an obsidian area Um, oh that's cool yeah obsidian you know from oregon They've even found sunstones from from Oregon in like Missouri or something, like through trade. Yeah, like they they made it out there. Um, yeah, I've definitely run on some spots. I've seen some arrowheads laying out there. And then definitely some spots of old camps. Um, but as far as like, I've never really had to deal with the nation. Um, I don't I don't want to see deal with the nation no yeah um, in the in the very literal sense you know interact Um, with yeah yeah there's there's some good stuff on the reservations and there's uh if you know some people they might take you out there but yeah but you don't rock hound there um and then definitely in certain areas um the mcdermott area um the, the the paiute there well you can drive through the reservation and everybody will wave and smile at you but don't get the do not yeah your car do not um and i've heard some horror stories of people stopping too early to check out some rocks and they're still on the reservation and you know bad things happen yeah yeah um but i have driven through it and everybody smiles and just don't don't stop yeah totally yeah no i wasn't um, I, yeah i certainly wasn't uh, thinking that you're part of a people that are you know oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, picking from other people's land it was um, just one of those i, I was in, in yeah. washington i definitely had um there's a lot more spots you can't get to there's a lot more reservation land in washington and a lot of it's uh, the yakima nation in in particular is uh, right on a spot that has great petrified wood it all, oh, really? almost yeah. looks like actual wood um but yeah um you don't really see a lot of it because yeah do they not do anything with it or is it like a uh... not so much i mean i i know some uh um some nation members that uh are, are rock hounds, but um, yeah, it's not a big thing. It's not being yeah. Um, there's probably the, the few, the couple rock hounds, and as as we are, there's not a whole lot of us. Yeah. Really. So it's just as with anywhere, there's a small amount of people that probably access it, but definitely a smaller amount on reservation land because there's only a small amount of people that are actually allowed. Yeah, to it's the access. percentage of a percentage yeah. of a percentage yeah. of a yeah. Uh. So it doesn't get chewed up so quick. 
All right, so we are. Uh, I need. I need to get rid of some some people asking us stuff from the internet. Mm-hmm. These are these are these are people that listen to the show, or at least pretend to. Thank you, people. Uh, one listener wants to know about Moldavite. You know Moldavite. anything about Moldavite? Oh yeah, I was pricing Moldavite all day today. My hand got really hot. Um, Moldavite is a uh, what you call a tektite, um, and a tektite is a a type of a type of glass basically um so meteor uh meteorite there's a oh, what's the difference one's in the air and one's on the ground meteorite hits the ground meteor hits and then me- shit it's too complicated <laughs> yeah i think anyway, you're right i think a, meteor- a giant rock from space yeah, comes yeah, hurtling yeah. through <laughs> whatever that word um, is yeah nickel iron something uh it hits the earth and this impact shoots debris into I don't know if it's in the actual atmosphere. Um, I guess if it got too high, it would just float away, right? But shoots debris very high up in the air. This stuff uh, from the impact is melting, and then it lands somewhere else as, like, glass, basically. Almost almost like impact glass. But impact glass and tektites are two different things. Tektite flew through the air. Impact glass is where the actual... Um, rock from space landed. Yeah, yeah, where it like um, kind of melts the sand or whatever. So yeah. Moldavite is a tektite. It's a green tektite, which is um, very unusual in the tektite world. Um, and its strike is associated um, in Germany. Um, it's that little, gosh, what is that town called? Ryers? It's a small town that's built inside of a meteorite crater. Oh, like cool. If you look at it uh, from an aerial view, it's just round. Um, so it hit there, but these tektites landed in the Bohemia, Czech Republic kind of uh, area, uh, some 600 miles away or something like that. Um, it's a very, very sought after, sought after material in like the metaphysical world. It's, I'm not a metaphysical rock guy. Um, although I do have my own relationships with rocks, there's certain rocks I won't travel without. It's, it's, it's see, it's, it's weird because you my own thing. You say you're not a metaphysical rock guy, but you also say things I, like, "Oh, my hand was getting hot from mold- yeah, Moldavite." Well, see, and that's the thing with, <laughs> with Moldavite. It, it, it's it it kind of shakes my my core of belief. Yeah. But, but I, I I I'm the type of person that enjoys that. Um, yeah, it used to shock me like uh. like electricity. Um, as the metaphysical community says, it's, it's got a very high vibration, and I picked that up. It it was like it was like touching a a very low um, powered electric fence for me. Um, yeah. But weirdly enough, I actually just found my Moldavite like huh? the other day when I was cleaning my room. I have a, like a tiny little shard of it. But uh, that it was the same thing. Though Moldavite was one of the first things that I ever had a because I believe in some woo woo shit. But that was one of the first ones that I was actually like, mm-hmm. ooh, this is like. This is real. Like, yeah. this isn't no, me it, inventing it, some... It, yeah. it, it did something. It yeah. does something. It does something to a lot of people, and it did something to me. Um, and realizing that I was probably going to be in the gem mineral world for quite a while, um, I I needed to be able to touch it. I, yeah. I used to have to pick it up with, you know, Kleenex or something <laughs> um, to show to customers. So I just kind of started grabbing handfuls of it every day and you know, kind of treated just it like a rattlesnake yeah. and got used to it. Um, but definitely, like, today, I, gosh, I know, bought a kilo or something of some Moldavite in, in Tucson at the gym show. I was pricing it today, and a co-worker came to check up on me, and I was like, my hand is hot. <laughs> yeah. and it was the hand that I was touching it mostly with and holding. Uh, yeah, she came over and was like, your hand is burning <laughs> uh, that's crazy i, I, I yeah. think i need to go take a break um, yeah now the person that asked that is so into synchronicity it's synchronicity she's gonna love the fact that you are handling moldavite today <laughs> you have no idea how over yep. the fucking mood your answer oh, just yeah. made a I, made a human being and i was yeah. kind of avoiding the, the pile of moldavite and today i was like all right we're, yeah. we're doing this <laughs> yeah so so i mean all right so uh i know you're not I don't know you're not. I know you say you're not into the weird metaphysical side of things, but what are it, what are some other Moldavite type stuff that re, you react to? Like you um, said, there's stones you don't travel without. I've I've got this certain piece of quartz. Um, I I traveled with it once and had a great trip, and it I I grew up playing baseball, so I have this kind of oh oh so you're superstitious. Yeah, I have, a, I have okay, a superstitious. I know baseball players. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so. 
I've made people turn around taking me to the airport um, because I didn't have it. Um, this year, God, I was, I couldn't find it. It, it has been found since. Um, uh, but I, going down to the Tucson Gym Show, I was leaving that morning and realized I didn't have it with me. Kind of freaked out. And my wife gave me um, a couple of crystals that uh, one I had given her and another one that was from the same area that she had picked up. Um, she gave them to me. The guy was leaving, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go die on a plane now. <laughs> and she handed me those crystals and said, these are these are your travel crystals. And so yeah. that uh, satisfied my superstition, yeah. and I got on a plane, and I made it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it, I have my own – I think that's with everything, though. Like, I, I don't – most people that I, I kind of deal with on a daily basis and the the, um, the metaphysical side of of rocks follow mostly one particular book. And usually I can tell who these people are quite often by the rocks that they ask for. Um, this guy that wrote this book takes kind of garbage rocks and writes wonderful stories about them and... And tells people how magical they are, and, and trademarks the name, and sues people if they try to sell anything on. Oh, is that, that real? Name. Yeah, um, this guy, this guy's like a, a charlatan. He's, is there? I don't want to ask his name. I mean, you're welcome to say it, but like, are there? What's some of the the, the rock names? Um. So okay, this guy uh, he wrote the Book of Stones. Um. Uh, Robert Simmons. Um. He yeah. He. I've always had that weird feeling about him. Reading his book, I was like, this is just. No, yeah, just, just no. There's other books. There's another book. Um, the gosh, uh, Melodies, Love is in the Earth. Like, she's just like an old hippie lady. I like the way she writes. I, yeah. I know she's just an old hippie lady. I've heard her just heard stories of her that she just sits in Tucson and chain smokes and talks about <laughs> magic rocks. Yeah, <laughs> that's my type of magic. That's rock cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I get that. But this this guy, it's it's a business. It's a huge business, and his he even has a quote-unquote wholesale business and his prices are what i want to sell it for he his wholesale prices yeah retail. magic is very expensive oh no i understand um, yeah yeah um and he, he makes you pay for it as a weirdo um, magic guy like he, i get it oh yeah wait do, do you know any of his any any of his trademark rock names of um, i don't mean to put you on the oh, spot no no uh, there's one called a zezgelite um which is the the original one that came out it's just like broken quartz it's like the bottom of a quartz cluster. Oh, really? Like, it's yeah. just like snowy garbage quartz. Yeah. Uh, but he took this garbage and wrote a great story about it and has continued to now there's Sonora's Edge Delight and this is Edge Delight and that is Edge Delight. Um, we have his book in the shop and it's full of uh, post it notes. Telling my co-workers what things actually are oh really <laughs> oh that's fun there's, there's yeah. another type of a light that's a, a type of a chevron amethyst um like this is fucking amethyst it's, this has yeah. been around forever but now it's somehow trademarked oh that's crazy um, I, I know nothing about this that's great he, i mean it's not great but it's funny yeah it, it <laughs> is funny um he's recently i guess he moved to new zealand um and there's a, a <laughs> I, I found some articles online um uh, the, the New Zealand metaphysical community is not very happy that he's there. Yeah. And that he's, um, he's putting, I think he's putting up claims and like just, yeah, just selling garbage rocks and selling them for ridiculous amounts of money and trademarking and just, just kind of, kind of giving the whole, as I see it, it kind of gives this whole, the, the whole metaphysical scene a, kind of a bad name. Um, but yeah. unfortunately, he has, one of the most popular books uh, about metaphysics. It's a great setup book. Um, it's it's great to read. Um, I just don't trust the guy. I, I just don't. I well, I mean, tree marking that that immediate to me that sends up just alarm. Yeah, like just that's because I live in this fucking weird woo community, mm -hmm. and I, there's mm -hmm. a lot of bullshit people, and I talk to bullshit people often. Where it's just there's certain things that just like bring the alarm, and trademarking oh, yeah. like the name of rock, like dude, He's, it's it's two thousand something. You can't trademark a new rock name right now. That's that's horseshit. Yeah, no. this <laughs> this guy also sells T-shirts that are embedded with uh, with his um, trademark. Is to light rock. Oh, yeah. So you can have a t-shirt. I don't know if it's in like the little 
bottom part. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, where, I don't. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know yeah. where he puts these rocks, but um, you can buy them. You can buy a pyramid from him, full, filled with azestolite and moldavite. Yeah, that you can sit under and, and do your thing. I mean, that actually sounds kind of cool. Not with they his are. name, but like quartz and moldavite in a pyramid. I'm I, cool. I, I yeah, like that the idea fun. of it, yeah. but you, know, you should see his prices. Oh yeah, no. What, that, well, this, this is where my problems start. Like, I like I I, I made my own fucking uh, 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 orgone uh, oh, accumulators. Yeah. Oh, like, because yeah. those shits are expensive. Except if you just buy the raw material, yeah. they're not yeah. expensive yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. No, it's easy to put up. My What's a chick? Oh, organite. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Or orgone. No, orgone is the energy. They call it organite. Is the crit? Oh, yeah, the, is the thing. Because there's okay. a real thing. <laughs> this is kind of wrapping back. Uh, to other things we were just talking about the the new state uh, twin minerals one of them is um, uh, Oregonite yeah like the state name which is so confusing not the Wilhelm Drake Oregon accumulator I get people coming into the shop and they'll say do you have Oregonite and I'm like I have to ask do you mean the state mineral or (laughs) the thing you're going to put on your coffee table yeah like, but weirdly oh, enough, the, you can put the, the state mineral state mineral in you organite, can. you which, could, which would make linguistic very confusion. <laughs> and the, the interesting thing about organite is uh, they they thought it was a meteorite um, when they first found it. It's 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 nickel iron, and they still don't exactly know where it's what it's coming out of. Um, they think it, it has similar origins to meteorites uh, okay. from the core of of the the Earth. And, uh, yeah, bringing up nickel and iron. It's a cool thing. They're hard to find. Um, gold panners find them a lot. It's yeah. a heavy material. It's magnetic. I tried to find some with a really powerful magnet, but I found that almost everything in the river I was in was kind of magnetic. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. pull up just wads of rocks. Yeah. Oh, okay. This isn't working. Well, on the woo-woo note, we have the weirdest question of the, of the oh. fan-ass questions. Uh, my friend Martin J. Clemens, uh, uh, Canadian. Huh. <laughs> we don't need to say that. I just like pointing out he's Canadian every time I mention him. Uh, he I, wants to know if you have any opinions on, uh, you know, the Edgar Casey's, the the blue stones that sunk Atlantis. I don't. I, I wasn't sure. If, yeah. I know you're into like weirdo I, I, shit. I, I, I thought that, I wasn't sure if that overlapped I, I, with your world. I don't know if I specifically know about mm. those sinking Atlantis. I know that the giant stones that they they found that they thought. For Atlantis, and that was one of the theories. Was this happening? Oh yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the Bahamas or somewhere out there in the Caribbean. Yeah, Bimini. Yeah, yeah. The Bimini Road. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I don't know about the the stones that uh, sunk it. Well, the 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 theory is, and I keep mine because I do no show prep. I literally just copy pasted this question. But I have a vague memory of this: is that Atlantis was some? And again, this is all bullshit. But I know you love bullshit as much as I oh, do. Yeah, We've had yeah. plenty of conspiratorial <laughs> conversations, so I thought maybe <laughs> you do this one. Is uh. That Atlantis was like this high technology uh, civilization, mm-hmm. but they mm-hmm. ran off of these blue stones that their energy came from. But then they ended up exploding or whatever, and that's what sunk Atlantis. Huh. It's I mean, it's nonsense. The reason I asked was, <laughs> I know you I, like nonsense, so I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go look this up. Yeah, when I get home. For oh, sure. Speaking yeah. of nonsense, oh. uh, because uh, this is the Alex cast, and I've talked about this extensively, and I haven't in a while. You're in the wilds of Oregon. You uh, are off the beaten trail, mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Tell me what you think. Um, in Washington, I definitely had some. I, I heard knocking and odd noises, and then some something very very large was definitely walking around camp. Really, um, and interesting enough, this is at a place called uh, Hanson Creek, uh, which is well known for its quartz crystals and amethyst and various uh, quartz formations. Um, they shot part of Harry and the Hendersons up there. Oh, for also, real? But also oh, because <laughs> for years it had been a well-known, kind of very active Bigfoot sighting area. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely had some some sounds happen. Um, uh, an ex-girlfriend and I both saw what we called a, a, a horse rabbit. Um, it, it it was a horse rabbit that is basic as they can okay well wait, let me let me because i mean this is the greatest thing i've ever heard on this show <laughs> is it a horse with rabbit ears it yes. is it a yes. horse with rabbit yeah, ears but but a little smaller not kind of the size of a pony small pony we oh, both saw it it was yeah that's like, what the so hell was fucking that? weird it's like that was, was that a horse rabbit <laughs> and, oh that's fantastic so, uh, yeah there's a um, 
there might be a horse rabbit running around in the, the Ochakos down there near Prineville. Oh, that is the greatest thing ever. I I love this kind of weird like the the oddness that follows that those kind of stories like the Bigfoot stuff there's always like these weird like oh yeah that's when the UFO dropped the Bigfoot off or like uh-huh. Uh-huh. oh yeah that's when I saw the fucking the horse buddy. <laughs> oh that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you so you you think there is not to put you on the spot but you you think there's a there's something to the Bigfoot. Theory. Oh, there's got to be right. too many. I mean, I'm sure there's a million fake stories out there. People like attention. Um, but there's just the same thing happening all over the world, different times. Yeah. <sighs> Come on. Well, also around here, there's this weird, I mean, maybe you know the real reason for it, if it's not this, but like, there's a lot of weird, like, monkey caves and stuff around here for an area oh, yeah. where there's no monkeys. Well, I mean, they've got the ape caves. Ape caves, there, that's but, what I was um, thinking of. Yeah, yeah. That was actually named after the uh, explorer group that found it. Um, they were the... <laughs> I don't know, Cascade Apes or something. Oh, is it? Yeah, it was named after oh, well, that's... The, a group that found it. Oh, because there's a whole bunch of things. Oh, I guess it's just all that group. Because there's a whole bunch of weird, like, ape names around here yeah. that always threw me off. Yeah. yeah all right, well, there goes that. I don't believe in Bigfoot anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah, I um, mean, who the hell knows? Um, no, that's, that's I love that you had uh, some kind of firsthand, well, I don't know firsthand, but yeah, it's some kind of experience. Oh, yeah, definitely some knocking. I started hitting a tree with a stick, too, and, like, got it knocking back, but, you know, very the knocking i was like this could just be some other guy out in the woods i've had that thought a lot that it's two different bigfoot but, groups but knocking the, at each the, other the weird sounds after i was done yeah and in my tent and then like yeah there's something heavy was walking around oh, that's crazy and the, the area is really not known for bears so yeah i don't know yeah that's I really cool I didn't, I didn't see a bigfoot but i was in I was on the road. They saw. They shot a lot of the scenes for Harry Yeah, Anderson's. I mean, look, look that's, that's better than what I got. I just anytime I'm in rural anywhere, I just anytime I take a curve, I just go, "Come on, Bigfoot!" Like Come it's on. just all. Oh, I just want to see a Bigfoot. Just do it. It's it's my it's my my goal in life. No, I get that. Any other weird things like that? I, 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 this is an obscure question, but now that you're in the wood, I know, never thought mm-hmm. rabbit fucking horse would oh, show yeah, up. Yeah, so yeah, the horse uh, rabbit. Um, I've seen some weird things out there, but usually. Uh, you can debunk it later. Um, I think it was my wife and I, before we were married, our first trip uh, to the Sunstone Mines, there were these weird lights moving through the air, like just bright. They, this glowing orange would happen and it would just kind of wiggle. And it just kept happening. And we were just convinced that, you know, it was the alien apocalypse. And then it turns out um, the Air Force does uh, some kind of um, flare practice oh really out in that oh, area. Yeah. They, they they do a lot of practices out there but at night they do this flare practice yeah yeah everybody always thinks we're getting invaded oh i mean that's good to find out though because if you didn't have that information that oh yeah would like I, it. I would be here right now being <laughs> like i saw it it's yeah. coming <laughs> i was i was interviewed a dude uh, years ago this like spiritual guy yada yada but he's telling the story about him sneaking into tibet back in like the 70s mm-hmm. and this and then he goes and that's when this copper shaped sphere ufo came out of the clouds and i looked at it for a couple hours I'm like the fuck what like mm-hmm. that's because this is like a normal like this is just a spiritual like you know like like i i you know laid back zen dude and then out of nowhere like oh yeah that's what the copper sphere ufo fucking crest in the mountain uh, <laughs> I've, I've had plenty of friends to come running up and they're like i saw a ufo they're over there yeah we, you know, i've been drinking around the campfire for a while and we go take a look and i'm like god damn it trevor that's the highway yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's going <Fucking> trevor <laughs> yeah. fucking trevor yeah. Treyor. i'll have to send him the link to this Talk yeah shit. <laughs> yeah yeah trevor should know <laughs> come on trevor yeah but you know it's it's i mean it's no rabbit horse um god i love that you saw a rabbit horse that makes me so it, happy it was it was something else um all right so we're at about an hour which is how long the show goes cool so that works uh all right let's do this you are Lars Johnson, mm-hmm. available on Amazon, but is that your preferred place for people to find your books? Yeah, you can find it there. Um, if you're in town, come. I work at the Gold Door um, on 37th, off of just, just off of Hawthorne. Uh, we have piles of my books there, and you could meet me, and I'll scribble on it for you. Yeah, be creepy. Yeah. Go, go. I heard you on the Alex cast. Yeah, just be, yeah. yeah, yeah. Please do that. Be um, super creepo. Maybe yeah. just pick up the book and, like, stand in the corner of the shop and just stare at me. Yeah. And then I'll be like, all right. Ominously point. That would that yeah, would help yeah, as well. Yeah. Uh, get get a little creepy with it. But um, if you do that, I'll be like, all right, you, you heard that here. Maybe I'll give you a discount. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be sweet. Because yeah. uh, beyond just your book being there, <laughs> goddamn, that store's got a lot of good shit in it. Oh, they yeah. got some good stuff. They've got these rad tarot boxes, which I don't need a tarot box. I have, I, 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 I don't need. I have enough tarot. There's eight tarot decks on that on that shelf. Yeah, <laughs> literally eight tarot decks. I counted them the other day. I, I don't need a tarot box. Like mm-hmm, I, I need, mm-hmm. but motherfucker, I, I talked myself out of it last time I was at your store. No, they, uh, they're fun. Yeah. I, I was there to buy specific specific gems for a spell I was doing. And I was, <laughs> that's all I was getting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we we had the gems that you needed. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Rock Hounding, Oregon. Rock Hounding, Washington. Oh, mm-hmm. there's. I mean, the thing. Are, are is there going to be a, a, a? Is this going to be a trilogy? Are you going to try to do California um, or another I, Idaho? Uh, Idaho has been done. California has been done. I'm kind of looking at uh, British Columbia. Oh, that'd be cool. Um, also, heavy Bigfoot area. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So keep my eye out. Cool. All right. So Rock Hounding, British Columbia would be. Oh man, that'd be rad. Yeah. I'll have to take like a month off and just go live in Canada, basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that sounds terrible. Oh, yeah. Darn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Especially oh. I, I have relatives and every Canadian rock hound I ever meet is like within five minutes of talking to these people. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wrote a book and I'm looking at Canada. They're like, come to my house. Stay with me. I will show you all my spots. Oh, I was like, awesome. what? What the fuck? And I'm like, oh, you're Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, okay. you guys are nice. Yeah. Oh, what do you mean you're going to show me your spots? You're going to kill me, aren't you? Uh, I hope oh, that happens. Not the, not the killing part, but the, uh, the, 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 the showing whole, you the spots. Yes. yes yeah, yes, just yes. ask about Bigfoot while you're up there. That's I, just, no, that yeah. definitely will. Yeah. Definitely All right, cool. Will. Well, Lars, thank you for coming on. Thank the, you for the having me, Delightful Lars. time. Yeah. And uh, audience at home, I will see you next time. Bye.